Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, smiling. Good afternoon, everybody. Good evening. This is the Mark Aram Show. It's 6.08, eight minutes after 6 o'clock. Going to keep you entertained and smiling for the next two hours on your ride home. Traffic updates every six minutes with Mark McKay. Got a big show tonight. Uh, little Sanjay is going to join us with Would You Rather. Have you guys heard about the bagel guy? The guy that's gone know. viral? Oh, yeah. No. This, it's this little, he's like four foot 11 guy. Okay. Chuck, have you seen this? I know you were in Montana without internet for two weeks. Yeah, no, he was on uh, satellite radio. Okay. That's a show I follow. Uh, it's... Um, <laughs> He's great. He's unbelievable. He's this little guy that just blew up at a bagel shop because he thought the women behind the counter were, were making fun of him. Anyway, I, it's, <laughs> I'm not going to talk. We're not going to talk to him. Okay. But we're going to talk about the situation and uh, and free furniture. That's all coming up on the Mark Aram nice. Show. But I want to start with a story that I couldn't get to yesterday because we just had too much to talk about. And that is the, uh, the death pond that Lake Lanier has become. Uh, nine people, Deb Green tells me, have died at Lake Lanier so far this year. Seven drownings, two boating issues. Uh, our buddy Barrett Peterson from Channel 2 did a story on this yesterday. Uh, here's what Barrett had to report. Some activists along Lake Lanier do not like the way the numbers are adding up. There have been nine deaths on Lake Lanier since January. Channel 2's Barrett Peterson live along the lake in Forsyth County, where all news since four Barrett concerns that boating safety is taking a bit of a back seat. Yeah, now there are some boaters out on the water today, but I understand there's not going to be that many on a Monday afternoon, even this time of year. But the president of the Lake Lanier Association says there is no shortage of safe boating classes, but he says there is a shortage of participants. He says the number one way to limit the deaths out here is with life jackets. John Barker has been boating on Lake Lanier for nearly 20 years. He's afraid of what this year might be remembered for. And if the trend continues, we will have a, a, a very large number of fatalities to deal with at the end of the season. There's uh, Barrett Peterson from Channel 2. Uh, I guess life jackets are not a thing anymore. People just don't wear them. I guess not. No, what no. is going on? This this crazy. So when I grew up, I don't know. Did you have lakes where you grew up? Yeah, they're Lurchie? everywhere, and I've, I I don't think in ten years you've had this many. With within a couple miles of my house, I had um, Highland Lake, which is not as big as Lake Lanier. We had Burr Pond, which was a huge a huge pond, Elks Pond, and other big. And I can't remember ever anyone ever dying in the lakes or the ponds. I don't know what's going on. And uh, granted, you know, a lot of people go to Lake Lanier. It's a big uh, lake. 25 million visitors, I think they're expecting this year, which is a ton of people. But this is legitimately an issue. Since and I've been down here, I, I've noticed every year it's weird. And and I and not to I, you know what I've noticed, and maybe it's just because these st stories have been covered more often. In the past, um, people that have drowned in Lake Lanier have been people not from this country. You know, South and Central Americans hmm. uh, who maybe don't learn to swim as early or as, as good as Americans do. It, it always seems to be an Hispanic surname in the past that winds up drowning. And, and I remember, you know, talking to 
the cleaning crew here, like, yeah. you know, trying to explain to them in my broken Spanish, hey, you might want not to go to Lake Lanier because, you know, people are dying. <laughs> it's it's crazy. You make it sound like they're just falling over and dying. But well, they're, I'm, yeah, they're, dr- they're drowning. They're drowning. Right? Yeah. yeah, like I, I don't, people think, well, it's not the ocean. There's no rip currents and, and people that don't swim that well go out and, and they can't handle it. How many of these involve drinking? I think like the, the boating is an issue. The boating yeah. is, but I but the the some of these others, it just seems like somebody's just out and gets. So you, you think know, it's a combination of partying? I don't know. That's flash. That's, that's what some of it's been. Like there's been some late night partying. They go out like on a jet ski, and then all of a sudden yeah. they're not on the jet ski anymore. They're not wearing a life jacket. And so, if they're drunk, that explains yeah. why they wouldn't be wearing a life jacket. Okay. Uh, you know, I consider myself a, a very good swimmer. I'm a seven. On the, I think I'm a, you know. A good swimmer. Mm-hmm. I, I swam at an early age, always swim in the ocean, the pools, whatever. Um, when I went to Costa Rica, we went snorkeling. Uh, I, you know, I'm older now. And I didn't, I was, not not that I was in trouble, but I was like, wow, you know, I'm struggling where, you know, 20 years ago, I wouldn't have struggled right, to, right. to swim back to the boat. It was, it was tough. So I think maybe some of that is... You know, people, we all think we're still 21 years old. We can get out there and and chug six beers and go swim and not have a life jacket and boom, you know, that's it. That could be, there's a, there are a number of factors. I really think that that whole lake is just cursed. (laughs) Okay. It's not real. Because it's not real. I think that whole lake, all these people dying, it's like, uh, it's, you ever, you ever see the Hawaii episode of the Brady Bunch? (laughs) The, we're talking the, the about evil the, tiki. Yeah, the evil tiki. <laughs> I think that's what's going on in Lake Lanier. Uh, there's an evil I tiki. I think there's a Native American burial ground somewhere that they flooded, and it's bad juju. It's bad spirits. Like the, people die at an extraordinarily high rate at Lake Lanier as opposed to natural bodies of water. I think more people have died in Lake Lanier this year than have died along the Georgia Atlanta coast. The ocean coast. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> so I definitely think there's something funky there. Mark McKay was flying over Lake Lanier just a little bit ago, smiling. Uh, a lot of activity or folks getting wary of all the deaths? I think there's a lot of folks out there just taking a break. I have a safe way of enjoying Lake Lanier. Just follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter whenever we fly the skycopter over. We take some pictures. It's a spectacular sight, but you have to be safe. So, Deb Green, uh, for folks that are new to the area, Lake Lanier is not a natural body of water. In fact, I've been told and we'll have to fact check this, that there are no natural lakes in Georgia. Every lake in Georgia is man-made. Oh, we'll, that I didn't know. We'll check on that. But the the start of Lake Lanier, how did Lake Lanier right. begin? How so did it become? it was in 1956, the Army Corps of Engineers finished Buford Dam at the Chattahoochee River, and, and the reason they pulled it was because they were trying to control uh, the waters Water of Chattahoochee, which people are still fighting for, <laughs> Exactly. Right? Yeah, so they had to move about 700 families from their property, and they had to abandon part of Highway 53 to get it done. It took him about 10 years and a billion dollars to get it finished. And that's in $53, right? Is yeah, that, in yeah. 1956, yes. $1956. Yep. So they they just basically dammed up the Chattahoochee River because and we're still having we're still fighting the water oh, yeah. wars with Florida about mm-hmm. the the Chattahoochee River water and it's an entirely man-made lake. And there if you if you see there I mean I think Channel 2 did a documentary on Lake Lanier. Like if if you do a sonar imaging of the bottom of Lake Lanier there's still like houses and gas stations. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I'm not a very superstitious guy. I don't believe in ghosts and goblins and and I believe in you know food, fun, and Russ and Gainesville. Th- those are my the tenets of. <laughs> but solid choices. I do believe there's something funky going on. 
I think I think this is some sort of native. There's got to be like a Native American burial ground there, and they've angered the ancestors because an inordinate amount of people are dying at Lake Lanier and have been since I came to Georgia. Yeah, but it's been there since '56, right? Or yeah. Why well, now? Why, did why, why, it, why did the spirits get mad now? Well, it takes a while. It, it did say it had to move <laughs> 700 families, so it would not be uncommon to find like old graveyards sure. in battleground areas and think there might have been something there. Yeah, and it's a big lake. It's a it, it's huge. Yeah, it's a monster of a lake. And I've always listen. I love Lake Lanier. I've had fun every time I've gone up there. I don't go up there very often. I don't have friends rich enough to have lake houses <laughs> waiting on Erickson to buy one or something. Know, right? You know, let's get it going. Um, but that I would, I first of all, I'm never going out in a boat without a two life jackets and a noodle. You know what a noodle is? I do know what a noodle a is. A swimming noodle? Yeah, I do. I used one of those when I was snorkeling. Really? I'd never seen those before. Really? You've the never guy, seen a swimming noodle? Yeah, no. the girls use them at class every I, weekend. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the Costa Rican captain was like, you want a noodle? And I was like... I don't know if he was offering me drugs or, <laughs> I was, or like lo mein. I was like, what do you, what do you mean a noodle? And he goes, a noodle to, to, for water, noodle. And I'm like, uh, okay. And he gave me, and then he pulls this big, but th- those things work what really well. What color was it? Yellow. Nice. Yeah, yellow. So they could find my, my fat butt in the, uh, <laughs> in the Pacific easier. Um, but I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think this is natural that all these people die this way. There's something... Funky going on, Longoria. Okay. Your thoughts? Like voodoo, something? Yeah. Bad juju. That's what we call it yeah. in Connecticut. Bad juju. 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. Your thoughts on the deaths at Lake Lanier. And uh, with all these people drowning in the boating accidents, will you curtail your lake going this summer? 404-872-0750-1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Lake Lanier, a 57 square mile death trap. People keep drowning, dying, and boating accidents. Already nine this year. The cause and is it going to impact your lake going plans? 404 872 750 WSB Talk. John kicks us off in Marietta if I can get my mouse to work. There you go. Hey, John, how are you, sir? Hey, hey. I was just going to say, I think this is something that's just not on Lake Lanier alone. There, I've been out boating on a lot of the bodies of water around here, and it just really feels like there's a lot of new boaters that don't know the rules of the water, and uh, they're getting out there with inflatables and towing a bunch of kids around and not being respectful of everybody else in the water. Forgive my ignorance, because, but do you need a boating license, like a driver's license? Not not for just a re- little small recreational Oh, maybe that's uh, that's issue number one, perhaps. You can go out and just pick up a wave runner or a jet ski or yeah. a small boat and, and go pluck around. And the prices have gotten to the point now on these little personal watercraft that you can pick them up for three or four thousand. But like like too. I I get the appeal of jet skis. They're fun. The, I like those are yeah. really fun. But if there's ever something you're gonna wear a life jacket on, it's gotta be a jet ski. I mean, you, you're winding up in the water, especially if you're a novice at it, like me. I wind up in the water. All, oh yeah. Yeah. I have a life jack and a noodle when I get on the uh, on the jet skis. I can't believe you didn't know what a noodle was. Alan's in Ackworth. Alan, welcome to the show. Hey, man. What's up, buddy? I don't know. First of all, man, I love your show. I listen to you on the way home from work every day. I appreciate and, uh, it, buddy. the traffic in the morning. Excellent. Okay, but, okay, the, uh, the drownings in Lake Lanier, I believe it's natural selection. So just, just people being dummies. 
my grandfather told me, if you're going to be dumb, you got you got to be tough. <laughs> That's very wise. He my my grandfather's wisest <laughs> words were, uh, don't put mayonnaise on corned beef. That was the wisest thing he ever told me. <laughs> Your grandfather yeah. actually gave you uh, excellent advice. Well, one other thing he said, he told me, he said, don't let them little girls get you in a scissor hold. He said, sometimes it's hard to get out of it. I don't know if that's inappropriate or not, but I'm going to let it fly, Alan. Thank you. <laughs> Gail's in Woodstock. Gail, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Gail, what's cooking? Oh, just got home. I listen to you all the time. I think um, these Lakeland near deaths, um, first of all, people are not being responsible, just like the other people have said. But um, there's certain places that you probably don't want to go in Lake Lanier due to them flooding that town. There is still, like, barbed wire and all kind of stuff underneath yeah. the water. I mean, there's literally, there are the literally dam, old towns underneath the water. When we come back, uh, the bananas are going to guess how deep Lake Lanier is, the average depth. When we come back, more of your calls. People keep dying at Lake Lanier. Is it a curse or natural selection? And are you going to not go to the lake anymore? 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hi, this is Lewis Gossett Jr. This is The Mark Aram Show. And if you have any common sense, you should listen to The Mark Aram Show. I agree, Mr. Gossett. Keeping you entertained on your ride home, along with my bananas. Deb Green, producer of the show. Longoria, stoic as ever. And Low T. Chuck. Coming up in 30 minutes, little Sanjay will join us with Would You Rather. Covering a pretty big local issue. And it's been a big local issue since I moved here in 1996. August of 96. Seems every year people lose their lives in Lake Lanier. And it's happening, it seems, at a more rapid pace in 2019. Already nine deaths on the North Georgia Lake, seven drowning, two boating incidents. Uh, is there a cause? Are there causes? Or my theory is it's just haunted. It's a haunted lake. It's a man-made lake, 1956, Deb Green. They flooded the valley below the Chattahoochee River at the Buford Dam. And it was, I mean, I guess a smart thing to do because it helped... It reminds me of, I think that's what the movie Deliverance, you know, the beginning of Deliverance, they they wanted to go down a canoe trip before they flooded the valley. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was based on what happened to Lake Lanier because it took place in North Georgia. Okay. Um, and they wanted to do it for electricity to run all the air conditioning in Atlanta, which makes sense uh, on a lot of levels. But uh, after all these deaths, man, I don't know. What's more important, Longoria, uh, air conditioning or people not drowning? Air conditioning. Yeah, all right. I agree. Like, don't ask me that question. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you on that. Um, but I, I don't know. I think this this lake might be haunted. Your thoughts on all the deaths at Lake Lanier? And are you going to not go to Lake Lanier or are you going to cut down on your visits because of all the drownings? 404-872-0750. Steve joins us in Brazelton. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mark. I love you and your team. Um, I was actually at Lake Lanier uh, earlier this year when one of those drownings occurred. Uh, and it was kind of a scary situation. I'd gone off uh, kayaking with my son and my nephew and was gone for about an hour as we came back across around the bend in the swimming area. There were fire trucks and ambulances everywhere. <laughs> my wife, and she was out driving around looking for us. She thought it was us. But, um, you know, I'm all about personal responsibility, but this drowning happened in the swimming area. Yeah. The guy was where he was supposed to be. and well, you know, There I'm are lifeguards there, I'm assuming? There are lifeguards in the swimming area? Everybody. And and, and the lifeguards were there, and, and he just went under the water. I guess he was just, you know, trying to go for a little dive and didn't come up. But, um, 
you know, I'm all about personal responsibility, but, you know, I'm with you. There might be something going something on with funky, the lake. Yeah. Do you, I'm, I'm assuming but, you wear a life jacket on the uh, kayak, right? A life yeah, jacket? Yeah, well, I... No? Do you? <laughs> I mean, please. No, I do. Yeah. I do. I do. I enjoy so, kayaking, but that's exhausting. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, I'd rather one of those pedal boats. Did you ever go on one of those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember as a kid, I was like, this is the greatest invention ever. I just with my feet. I haven't been I haven't been on a, a small boat like that in a long time, like a canoe or a yeah. kayak or a paddle boat or a rowboat. Let's go tonight. Lake Lanier? Yeah. No. Here. I'd rather do it in your swimming pool, Longoria. <laughs> I don't have a swimming Kathy's pool up there. next on the Mark Aram show. Hey Kath. Hey Mark. Uh, enjoy your show. Thank Great. you. Good job. All right. So here's the deal. In 1967, first of all, my family's from Cuba. We've been here since the early sixties. Um, in 67, we went to Lanier to look at land with another family. Now, my brother and the father and the son of the other family, we were at the beach all the time when we lived in Cuba. We were at the ocean, swimming in the ocean. You know, they're good swimmers. So here's the thing about Lanier. They went under like they were swimming in the ocean or in a regular, you know, non-man-made lake. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that. I, I mean, I was 11 years old. And my parents. What, what, what do you mean? You, you know, what do you mean they went under? Ex- explain what you. Oh, they went under. They they dove in and they were swimming. Okay. But they didn't come up. It took four hours for the dive team to get their bodies. They were tangled in wires. Uh, in the lake. I mean, they were yeah at the lake. Yeah. Yeah, we were in, we were in a cove. Um, I don't know if you remember Miss Sibley, uh, Celestine Sibling. Yo, Sibley, yeah, I love her. Love she her. came out to the house. She did a huge article on the lake because drownings happened then. You just didn't hear about it. As yeah. Much. Well, now, of because course, now because now. there's so many news sources. Yeah. Yeah. So that that makes a lot of sense. That there, I mean, there's towns underneath this lake. Average depth of the lake. Let's see if Mark McKay can guess how uh, how deep is Lake Lanier, Mark McKay? You fly over to just about every day. How deep do you think it is? Oh, let's say thirty five feet. Thirty five feet, Longoria. How deep is Lake Lanier? Do you think? One hundred feet. Hundred feet, Chuck. You want to price is right these guys and go one foot, or will you want to take a legitimate uh, I mean, I guess? I was going to go three feet, but uh, no, I'd say maybe forty or forty five feet. Uh, Deb Green, what's the answer? Next up, 156 feet. Yeah, that's deep AF. (laughs) Lake Lanier deaths on the rise. Marie joins us in Athens. Marie, welcome to the program. Hi. Hey, Marie. Are you there? I am here, dear. Are you there? um, I want to tell you that my dad used to tell me, don't take any unnecessary chances. That was his quote. I agree. As a teenager in the 20s. And I've really focused on that through the years. Unnecessary chances like skateboards without a helmet, you know, crazy mm-hmm. stuff. That's why I won't go zip lining. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I agree with you. Yeah. So do you, are you not going to Lake Lanier? Is that too grave a chance? Actually, I lived down the road from Lake Lanier <laughs> for a while. Yacht Club Road. Oh, excellent. I'm, yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. But but yeah, now but and, now um, will you go to the lake knowing all these people are dying? I prefer the pool. Yeah. Pool, I like pond, through, whatever. The water. Pond might be good for you. What movie is that, Longoria? Pool, pond. Pond might be good for you. I don't know. Caddyshack. Oh. Ty telling Bill Murray not to get in his pool. You know, I got a pond. The pond's good yeah. for you. All right, coming back, more of your calls on the deaths at Lake Lanier. Is it natural causes or something superstitious? Oh.
something voodoo-ish. 404-872-0750. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Kurt on Twitter says it was Lake Jokasi that was flooded for the movie Deliverance, but I think the story was probably based on Lanier. I mean, it made a very similar situation. Lake Lanier, haunted or not, people keep dying. Your thoughts? Josh joins us in Gainesville. Josh, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hello, sir. Hey, Josh, what's up? How much, man? I'll go let you, uh, I've grown up around the lake my whole life and everything, but did you know there's a lifespan on that lake? Well, how long is the lifespan? If I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere around 60 years, 65 years. Why Why is it going to die off? I have no idea. I've wondered that myself. All right. Deb Green is going to do some research on that. Maybe if the Chattahoochee yeah. dries up, then Lake Lanier would dry up. That would make sense. Josh joins us in Dallas. Josh, welcome to the show. Hi there, Mark. Uh, it's good talking to you. I'm trying to bring a little bit of logic back to the show. If I can. Please. Uh, always welcome logic. And we lost it. <laughs> That's oh. what happens when you try to bring logic yeah, to the show. Yeah, you bring logic to the show, and the uh, phone gods <laughs> cut you off. Mick's up next on the program. Hello, Mick. Hey, how you doing? What's up, brother? Not much. I just wanted to make a couple of comments to put things in perspective. I, I've worked with um, uh, first responders at Lake Lanier for the last 28 years, and I can tell you firsthand, um, it, it's an amazing place, and, and I think it's a fairly safe place if you take personal responsibility. But Lake Lanier receives 11.8 million visitors a year. I think it's, I think it's double that now. I think it's going to be 25 million this year. No, sir. I can tell you definitely not. Fact. No, sir. 11.8. We we have about uh, eight to 12 fatalities a year. Uh, and the numbers I have, uh, we have had four drownings, three boating uh, fatalities, and we have two uh, victims in the hospital right now that have not uh, passed away. Right. The numbers we have don't jive. We've got seven drownings and two boating victims. Yes, sir. Well, I, I can tell you it, those are the facts. Uh, but I, I just want to mention to the audience that it's a matter of personal responsibility. Over half of the boating accidents involve alcohol. Uh, and if you look, you know, one fatality is too many, but if you look at the statistics, uh, we've, we've had, uh, around, uh, nine fatalities this year. Here, here are the, here are the rules. By the way, you're right. It's 12 million visitors. It's up 25% from a year over year. Here's the, here are the rules for the lake. Don't drink and boat. Don't drink and swim. Wear your life jackets. And if you can't swim, don't swim. Those are the four rules to staying alive at Lake Lanier and don't piss off the ghosts. Because that lake is still haunted. I understand. The the, the folks Don't up there, DNR, the all the first responders, you're doing a great job. But you've got uh, you got some ghosts working uh, against you when it comes to Lake Lanier. Don't drink and boat. Don't drink and swim. And Longoria, if you can't swim, don't swim. Right. And, and always wear a life jacket or bring a noodle. We're going to come back with more of your calls, plus little Sanjay with Would You Rather. Very funny segment. Don't go nowhere. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. I stand alone. I stand alone. 
Welcome back to the show and a good Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at 708, eight minutes after seven o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. My whole familia here tonight. Deborah Green produces the show. Longoria, Stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. And then there's Maude. Low T Chuck screening your calls. Um, I'm going to get back to the Lake Lanier calls in just a second. Uh, nine people have died already. According to the numbers we have, Deb Green. I have, I have trustful sources here on this. I got that from TV upstairs. Yeah. Seven drownings, two boating accidents. What's going on at Lake Lanier? Uh, is it just lack of personal responsibility, not con- using common sense, or is it cursed? Is the lake haunted? Uh, but I want to talk about this this guy that went viral. You haven't seen this yet. The bagel boy, the bagel guy. Um, if you haven't seen it, this, is gonna make isn't gonna make much sense. Longoria's got audio. This was uh, videotaped in a bagel store in Long Island, and there's this guy. He's like four foot eleven, maybe five feet, and apparently the 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 woman behind the counter like smirked at him because well he perceived that she was making fun of his height. And he absolutely lost it. This is the edited version, right? Absolutely. All right, the bleep version <laughs> of the bagel guy. Listen to this. Why is that okay? Why is it okay for women to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites? You should be dead? That's okay? Who said that to you here? Nobody. Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think I'm making that shit up? Yeah. Everywhere I go, I get the same f-ing smirk with the biting lip. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. Dude, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? I'm not standing, pal. I'm not. I'm not. You shut up, too. You shut up. Go ahead and attack me, big Oh my God. He asked this guy who's like 6'5 to attack him, so he attacked him. He like just jumped up. He didn't beat him down or anything. All right. I mean, it, this went viral. It was just this little guy just losing his mind. And it, it's a sad story. And it made me reflect and think about people that are, are shorter than the average height. And I've made a pledge after seeing the Bagel Boy video. This is where we bring Sanjay in. I am never going to make another short joke again at your expense, Sanjay. I promise. Can you relate to the bagel guy? Sanjay? I'm here. Yes, of course I cannot. Absolutely not. You know, I'm tall. I'm tall for an Indian guy. Okay? I'm towering. I am, I am, I am five, five with shoes on. Yeah. It's serious. I, I, mean, I after watching that, I mean, aside from the initial shock of this guy just losing his mind inside a bagel shop, which should be uh, hallowed ground. There should be no fighting in a bagel joint. I mean, that's that's God's country. Um, after reflection, I was like, I I can't make short jokes with Sanjay anymore. Like, do you have trouble on dating sites? I mean, I know you have a girlfriend now and you've always had luck with the ladies. Yeah. But can you relate yeah, to yeah. the bagel guy at all? For Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. That's probably why my girlfriend's taller than I am. Well, you by know? necessity. Oh, I, I promised I wouldn't do any more jokes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to be a hard habit to break. But I, I seriously, Sanjay, I, I'm going to make every effort I can not to make any short jokes because there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, it's Thanks, that's bud. the way God or Rajani Ganda, whoever you pray to, that's who. That's how yeah. you were made, and there's nothing you can do yeah. about it. I can make fun of your weight because you yeah. can do something about that. Your breath, I yeah. can do something about that. Your clothes. Yeah. But your height is, uh, I'm not, I'm done. I'm done doing that, Sanjay. So I want to apologize for the 10 years I've been making short jokes. <laughs> I didn't realize it was such a, you know, I, it's dumb of me to not think about that. But I'm sorry, man, from the bottom of my heart. 
This is I, I I forgive you, and it's actually fifteen years. Fifteen so years. You know. Loti, do you want to apologize? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I've never made a short joke about him. Really? Yeah. That's not true. Not yeah, to his yeah. face. No, it's true. Not to his face. <laughs> not to exactly. his face. Yeah, Deb, yeah. you've never done anything to Sanjay. I'm about the Sanjay. same height as him, so yeah, I can't say that anything. doesn't make him feel any better. All right, let's do. Would you rather with little Sanjay? It's time. Or would you rather with little Sanjay? I, I even feel bad about the intro, little Sanjay. <laughs> we might have to change that. He's the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He will not lose his mind in a bagel shop. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday on the Mark Aram Show. It is Sanjay, Big Sanjay on the Mark Aram Show. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Big Sanjay is going to ask us questions. We're going to answer them in the studio. I want you to play along in your car. Always a good time. What's the first question, Sanjay? All right, number one, would you rather wake up three hours earlier than your normal wake-up time or Jeez. sleep three hours later than your normal sleeping time? So I'd wake up at midnight as opposed to 3 a.m.? Yes. Or go to sleep at well, – you go to sleep at 7? What time do you go to bed? At night? <laughs> right, right after the show? No, like 11 p.m., <laughs> unfortunately. So you'd be going to bed at 2 a.m.? Um, I don't want to, I can't wake up three hours early. I'll go to bed three hours later. Yeah, I'll stay asleep for three hours. That'd be fantastic just yeah, to sleep. I, yep. Yeah, I'm not getting up three hours earlier. Definitely go to bed later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sleep in later. Yeah, sleep in later. All right, next question, Big Sanjay. Uh, all right, uh, on the same subject of sleeping, would you rather have the power to fall asleep exactly when you want or the power to wake up exactly when you want? Fall asleep whenever I want. So last night I fell asleep at like 11.15, and I woke up at about 1.15, 1 o'clock, and I could not go back to sleep. So I was exhausted this morning. So go to sleep whenever I want. Yeah, I'm pretty good about waking up without an alarm clock. As am I, so yeah. just uh, be able to fall asleep would be fantastic. Yeah, even while I was on vacation, mm-hmm. I like my body would wake up at 3.19 a.m. Yep. I mean, I'd go back to sleep, but it, I have the power. I have the Kramer power <laughs> to set power. my internal alarm clock. Chuck? One of Hot Neighbors only... Uh... Issues with me is yeah. that I can fall asleep the second my head hits a pillow. That's a, that's a superpower. Yeah, it like it, it, she goes, I've I've wanted to smother you at times because <laughs> I'm laying there trying to go to sleep oh. and I can hear you heavy breathing and you're yeah. already out. So I get up when I, you know, I would much rather get up. Do you ever fake sleep. sleep? I don't have to. But no, Sanjay, uh, or I'm asking the uh, the for parents. like a, what do you mean for kid? Like, yes. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, that, oh yeah. Like if 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 Leslie's like <laughs> Andrew, we we and you just pretend to be asleep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that I, doesn't work. I get a knee or a nudge. Sanjay, did you do that? Did you pretend to sleep when uh, when you were needed? Uh, oh no, never. Never. Me? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Longoria. Know, my, my son, my son's sitting right next to me, so absolutely not. Understood. <laughs> uh, well, I hope pass along my, my apologies to him. Uh, about the oh, bagel guy too. He's gonna be taller than you. Uh, Longoria, what's your but, answer? Um, go to sleep whenever I can. All right. Next question, Big Sanjay. All right. Would you rather suffer from a traumatic psychological damage or a traumatic physical damage? Can you give me an example of what the physical damage would be? Uh, like breaking both legs. Oh. We're saying like on a five out of ten scale. You know, that's like, more a five. That's more than a five out of a ten. Breaking both legs. No, ten would be like if you could imagine, like you know, it's worse than. I think five. Is, I think bad. one broken leg's a five. Two broken legs. That's <laughs> that's like an eight. It's traumatic. So yeah, it's gotta be traumatic. Um, 
Ooh, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. I was going to lean to the physical because I, I just think, uh, like, the mental, you know, PSTD is uh, PTSD. PTSD. Me. <laughs> PTSD. is That's a serious thing. Like, I don't want to mess with my brain, but I am a wimp um, when it comes to physical pain. <laughs> I'm going to go physical pain. I'm going to break both limbs. Maybe get some comp days out of it. Maybe get workers' comp. I'm going to go that as opposed to the, the mental uh, pain. Mm, I've kind of already been through both, and Ooh. I think the psychological That's tomorrow on the Mark stuff, Air show. <laughs> uh-huh. Psychological stuff leads to better radio, so oh. I'll, I'll, I'll do that again. Do sure. the psychological yep. stuff. All right. I'd, I got to go physical. I, I would have an easier time yeah. overcoming that than talking to a therapist. Plus, with the physical pain, you can fall asleep whenever you want. Exactly. You I don't care. It's fine. Pain. I can sleep through it. That, that is a superpower. Longoria. Physical pain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, I think mentally it would be that, that's. I don't want to know what back. that's like. Yeah. I know what physical it's pain. It's harder to get over. Yeah, it's exactly. way harder to get over. Like the bones will heal. Sure. Um, yeah, that's uh. All right, that was a good one, that Sanjay. Was a good one. Big Sanjay. Next question. <laughs> all right, would you rather have a one-hour train ride commute or thirty minutes bumper-to-bumper traffic commute by car? That's interesting. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go one hour train. I'm going to go one hour train. Uh, Because 30 minutes of bumper to bumper traffic is infuriating. Again, with the mental anguish. Yeah. Trains are nice. If if we had good train system here, like I have have friends in New York that will take a train hour and a half, two hours to work each day. But they get all their stuff done in the train and it's good. So I'll go with the hour train. Yeah, I don't mind hopping on the train if I can here. And whenever we're in Europe... I love taking the train. So no, I'm I'll envisioning. Stick with the train. Um, remember uh, Ricky, Risky Business, the train mm-hmm. scene with Tom Cruise. That's what just flashed in front of Dead Green's eyes. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the train. Uh, give me bumper to bumper. It's still a half hour. All right, so less I, I, less time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do the train. You don't have to drive. You yeah. don't have to worry about exactly. anything. It's could, so stressful in that thirty minutes. Yeah. In traffic. Yeah. That's but the, you got to wake up earlier. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I can sleep on the train. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right, Dead Green. You got one more, Silk. I got one more. If you could have the power to enhance 100 times one of your five senses, which one would you choose? Well, not smell, right? Because that would be bad. Um, too many foul odors in this world. Um, I, I guess it's got to be sight, but hearing would be cool, too. I'm going to go sight. I'm going to go sight, Deb Green. That's what I was thinking, vision. Because hearing would be too sensitive, I think. Yeah, and you had headphones on Yeah, with the headphones, time. that would hurt. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to go sight. Chuck? Oh, sight. I have the world's worst eyes. Do you? Oh. That's the one my thing. Glasses, on I have, my glasses, I have Coke on. bottle glasses. Really? I, oh, they're all, I oh. have awful eyes. Is that why you suck at hunting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> It really is. I can't see anything. <laughs> what about you? Just taking chances. <laughs> I hope that's a deer. Well, I can't make fun of Sanjay anymore, so you guys are going to get fine. the blunt of it. I'm good. Uh, what about you, Longoria? <laughs> Sight. Yeah. Sight, yeah. All right. Great job again. Apologies, Sanjay. Uh, Sanjay is the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. You can find him on Facebook, Brass Tax Accounting. Do not mess with Sanjay at the local bagel shop because uh, you don't want to know what comes up next. Sanjay, good job again. My apologies, sir. Thanks a lot. I, I forgive you, man. All right. Always. Thank you. Seriously, I'm no more short jokes with Sanjay. I'm done with it. That's I never realized what kind of trauma that might be. So I apologize to all the to the, all the height restricted people listening. My sincere apologies. We're gonna come back with more Lake Lanier talk. This is the Mark Aram Show.
Welcome back to the show. 725, 91 degrees on Peachtree Street. It was an 8.5 on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter this morning. What do you turn? You have AC in, in your, all your vehicles? What do you guys turn the yeah. AC on temperature wise? I don't have a temperature. Just, you know, just high. hot or cold. 70? 70? Yeah. That's it? What about you, Deb Green? Whatever the lowest lowest is. is. Yeah. So I usually do like if I'm really hot, like 65. Brian Monahan from uh, Channel Two, the meteorologist in the morning that I work with, he says he set his uh, he sets his AC in his car at 60, six zero. Nice. He's the weather guy. He shouldn't. I mean, that's he's a meteorologist, so maybe we should follow his lead. Six zero. Just think that uses a lot of gas, right? Do you need it that cold when he comes in that early? I I don't know. You have to. I'll, I'll ask him tomorrow morning, Deb Green, and I'll have a follow-up for you. All right, back to Lake Lanier. David joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, David. Hey, Mark. Love your show. Thank you, um, buddy. No, it's definitely haunted, and uh, I think there's ghosts on the lake. I moved <laughs> up here, uh, Lake Lanier, about five years ago, and uh, the first week that I was here, I was coming across Thompson Bridge Road, and there was a speeder that hit the bridge head, head on, and he was ejected from his car and was you know, laying out on the middle of the bridge, and that was my introduction to... Moving to Hall County, other than going to military school up here. Years yeah, ago. Welcome to Hall County, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, welcome so, to so Hall County. Not only do you I'm have the on. ghosts, all right, so we have the ghosts of all the people in the towns that are buried that are now flooded, but then you have the ghosts of all the people that have died over the last 50 years in that lake, too. That's a lot of ghosts. Yeah, I've heard a lot of stories. Um, I think the beginning of Deliverance, the movie uh, with Burt Reynolds, actually, the uh, where they're doing the blow-up scenes, I think that was when they were actually building Lake Lanier, somebody was telling me. That was historical but, footage of, the, of them blowing it up. Of them blowing it up, yeah. But um, I think I think there's sirens in the water. Seriously, like you know, from Greek mythology, because I I did, was in fishing out in one of the channels uh, near my house. My house sits on what used to be the old lake bed of uh, mm. the Chesty, um, when the gold prospectors came in and moved the lake so they could get to the bedrock. My house is sitting on the old lake bed, um, but the lake's just right around the corner from my house, and we've been fishing out there. I've been looking for a catfish that's got uh, Julio Jones uh, diamond ring and uh, earring. <laughs> You know, been, been I, I love listen. I love going fishing up there. I gotta do. I'll go back. I haven't gone back this year. I need to do that. What a great movie! What a great movie! The Deliverance. Rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. Classic Burt performance. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about free furniture. You get a chance to get some free furniture, Longoria, and more Lake Lanier calls. 404-872-0750 on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. This is Arthur Blank, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. He packed in the animals two by two, ox, camel, and a kangaroo. Packed him in that ox so tight, I couldn't get no sleep that night. Roll the dust, chip and ham, tell me about God's master plan. Oh, my Welcome back to the show, 737, 90 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and pals with you till 8 in the p.m. Don't forget, you can listen to the Mark Aram Show at home. How do you do that, Deborah Green, producer of the Mark Aram Show? On your Amazon Echo, just say play WSB. Or your WSB radio app. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about the uh, the increasing number of deaths at Lake Lanier. I got an email from a listener named Sherry who lives right on the lake, and she sent a picture of um, all these old uh, arrowheads and Indian pottery that dates back to 600 A.D. And she says that uh, before the lake, there were streams there, and they would gather. And she, she found, found some amazing stuff. So maybe it is a Native American yeah. like the hex that's that's on Lake Lanier. We'll talk about that uh, in just a second. I want to talk about this story that Deb Green found out of Toledo, Ohio, not too far where Johnny Kilbasa was from. I guess I don't know. It's all Ohio to me. Um, a a uh, a strip club 
is giving away their used furniture. Really? Yes. I guess there was a like a fire and they're redoing <laughs> the strip club and getting new furniture. And so they're giving away, I don't know, the chairs, the, the couches, the couches, Yeesh. the booths. I mean, I'm all for free stuff, but no, thank you. I'd rather have a couch from the Legionnaires Hotel downtown <laughs> absolutely, than, than from a shoe show club. That's pretty nasty. Some frat house yeah. is picking that up. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Someone's sure. going to get it. Uh, Someone will College kids, you're right. Or if, like, let's say that was the first strip club that Jay Black went to, and it has, like, memories for him. A sentimental value. Sentimental. So speaking of sentimental value, see this chair I'm sitting in? Yeah. See this, is the, this, is, this chair has been in the WSB Radio studio for 20 years. This is the chair that Bort sat in, Clark Howard sat in. We just got new chairs, finally. But I'm I'm not going to use them. But I'm going to take this chair with me. Okay. This chair should be in a, in, a, in the Smithsonian. So I do have I do have some sentimental uh, feelings toward this chair. Have you ever? I mean, we all I think we've all done this back in our college days, our younger days, when you just get your first apartment. You'll take whatever kind of furniture. Oh yeah. Is available. Oh yeah. Anything you what, can get your hands on. What What did you guys do uh, for furniture when you had your first? Uh, you know, first place. Is there anything? Any stories of how you picked up some of that furniture? I think we picked up a um, a table for like a coffee table from a dumpster. Like yeah. I, I believe one of the apartments, somebody threw it out. Sure. And we walked by and we're like, eh, we can put that back together. And we yeah. just put it back. I mean, it was the rattiest kind of thing, yeah, yeah. whatever. But we had it for years. It, it went, in one of my fraternity houses, it was me and three other guys. Two of them were my buddies, and this other guy was a guy we didn't like. And that summer, we rented this house and we went to yard sales to get furniture. And we'd get like a, a seven dollar ch- uh, lazy boy and a four dollar coffee table and a twelve dollar couch, like the cheapest. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But we'd go back. Ed Gahuli was the guy we didn't like, and we'd 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 raise we'd multiply the furniture prices by like a hundred. It'd be like Ed, we paid a hundred bucks for this couch. <laughs> you owe us twenty. You know, we yeah, we yeah, jack up yeah, the rates. When I first moved to Atlanta, I told the story. I brought all my crappy college furniture down into U-Haul. It was the dumbest thing I ever did. But I I found a coffee table. Someone had put it out by the side of the the road. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like a regular coffee table. It was like this old wooden thing. With, I mean, it was a cool looking thing, but it was all, the, the top was all jacked up. So what I did, I went to Home Depot and got like tile and tiled the top you of it. You did more than we did. Yeah. I, I mean, well, I was 23 <laughs> yeah. at this point. I, you know, I was sophisticated. Well, so were we. But we it looked really cool much. when I was done with it. Um, Deb Green, you seem classier than us. You did, Have you ever done I, anything? No, I lucked out because my brother's a little bit older than me, so he was already married in a house. And so you when got the his, When his wife's like, we need new furniture, I just got all their furniture. I'm, assuming, furniture. I'm assuming in Montana, Chuck, you just make your own furniture, right? I mean, uh, we just, did make a lot of furniture. You just yeah. go out into the woods and chop down some trees, and all of a sudden you got a bed <laughs> bedroom set well we there was an old cooler that was busted and you couldn't use it anymore yeah because it had gotten run over so we just took a piece of plywood and super glued it to the top of the cooler and that was our coffee table <laughs> all right not exactly making furniture there yeah, I, guess. I mean it's close, yeah, you know, it's close. Look, what you got. Manu- that's manufacturing we manu- yes okay we manufactured yeah. furniture yeah I, I remember i took a home not home ec uh wood shop what was oh, it yeah shop shop, shop class, class in eighth grade and uh, you would think I was horrible at that class, right? I crushed that. Really? I made a napkin holder. My mom is still using to this day. Get you. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. You could live out by yourself with it those napkin weird. holders. So I'm not going to say the guy's name, but he later got fired for, he drilled, like, so he's the shop teacher. Right. And he, you know, all the tools in the shop, the circular saws, whatever. He apparently took a drill 
and drilled a peephole into the girls' bathrooms. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. This is middle school. Oh. Yeah, he was a creepy SOB. Anyway, I didn't mean to bring the show down. Uh, yeah, but if you, But I want to hear the best. Do we have any prizes to give away, Deb? I don't have anything today. All right. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. The best free furniture store you got in honor of the strip club in Toledo, Ohio, giving away their couches. God bless. There's not enough uh, Febreze in the world. I don't think I've seen furniture from a shoe show in the daylight. <laughs> they, they, in I the would daylight. Imagine, it's like, always nighttime. I don't know what's yeah, on that. Like I imagine the Pink Pony, when they get new stuff, they just burn the old stuff, right? <laughs> they they just should. have a big bonfire off of uh, <laughs> Buford Highway and, and just clean it out. Uh, Williams joins us on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Williams. Hey, Mark. Uh, I've been enjoying the show, man. I'm Thank you, sir. On. Appreciate it, buddy. But, um... You don't know how happy I am to hear somebody else say Nate Lanier is haunted or cursed or something. Definitely but, haunted or cursed or both. It could be both. I, I don't know. I've been saying it for years, Mark. Um, I don't go up there. <laughs> I make it, um, you know, just my business. Anything that has to do with Nate Lanier, I love the lights from the pictures, but I won't go up there Christmas. No, I can't do it. I don't think I've, I've... So I've been fishing, and I've been boating in Lake Lanier once, maybe. Fishing a lot. I don't think I've ever gone swimming in Lake Lanier. I used to have to do remotes, like 4th of July remotes for B98. And I'd go up there, and, you know, you get the mic, and... Ah. That's something in the beach areas. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I, I definitely... Yeah, listen, especially if you don't know how to swim well, don't go to Lake Lanier. Donna's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Donna. Oh, what a surprise. I was wanting to tell you that there was a novel written by a, he started out because he was born in manchester georgia and it's called under the lake and his name is Stuart woods he's written many contemporary things and he's moved around but it starts he drowned no, no what he's moved around oh he's moved around he's moved i thought you said he drowned yeah, okay you, you can see his he, he writes like two novels a year gotcha now. okay all right sorry all i have, I have bad hearing no, he's originally from Manchester, Georgia. And so he his early novels are sort of Georgia-based, but the one under the lake is about lights that come on in houses buried in the lake, and it's kind of creepy. But Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know that it's still in print. But fictional? I, I, I'm sorry, what? Is it fictional? Oh, yeah. Okay, I don't yeah. know if it was Stuart, like a... Yeah. Yeah, Stuart Woods. He's a contemporary American novelist. Under the Lake. Deb is on I Amazon gonna... right now. Prime Days expen- extended. Today's the last day. Today's right? the last day. So five, see if you can find Under the Lake for me. That guy, the author did not drown, by the way. Uh, Griffin is up in Cumming, Georgia. Griffin, welcome to the show. Mark. Griffin. <laughs> uh, food insecure college kid here. Okay. On the side. <laughs> FYI. I have been dying to call you a toe that. Um, but I live in Cumming. Uh, I'm a bass fisher. Uh, I spent a lot of time on the lake. I don't know about being haunted. I know you were starting to get on to about the whole man-made thing, but uh, the ratio, I mean, around here is the Tennessee River, Coastal River, and Alabama. All, uh, all these lakes are all man-made, don't have the same issue. I think it's a problem of etiquette. Etiquette, stupidity, ignorance. I mean, Dude, a lot of factors. Yeah. I'm glad you brought know, up the food insecurity. Can I can I jump in for a second? Yes, please. So we did this show, I guess it was a couple months ago, talking about 70% of, of college kids are food insecure, meaning they don't know where their next meal's coming. And uh, my girlfriend's dad told me a story about when he was in Japan 
and he was working for some guy. I, I, I'm going to butcher the story, the beginning of the story, but the end of the story was this guy was so few, food insecu- insecure, he would go to the local bait shop in Japan, buy the bait fish, bring them home, and cook them because they were cheaper than, than regular fish at the, at the supermarket. And it was apparently pretty good. Well, you're making me feel privileged. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've never been hungry enough to eat bait fish. Uh, but yeah, that, that I thought that was pretty ingenious, uh, food insecure solution. Yeah, well, yeah, indeed. Well, awesome, brother. Thank you, Griffin, for checking in. Walter's incoming. Walter, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? What's up, buddy? You know, there's an interesting fact about the lake, and that is the top surface is much warmer than the layer 15, 20 feet below. So sometimes if you go down, um, that to that level, you can hit that cold and it'll shock you and you lose uh, your direction and that's can uh, you get disoriented and that's a real problem. Interesting. So the, the temperature change in the water can shock the system. I, I would imagine that's true. The deeper you go, the colder it is. And Deb Green found yeah. out it was uh, 156 feet deep Lake Lear. That's a deep old lake, a deep old lake. Tucker joins us in Gainesville. Tucker, welcome to the program. Hey, Mark, how you doing? What's up, brother? Hey, man, I live on the lake uh, here in Gainesville, and I have for over 20 years. And I want to tell you, I learned a long time. I have a boat, an old pontoon boat, can barely get out of its way, but I enjoy it. And uh, I learned a long time ago, I, I go out at nighttime, and I go out during the week. I don't go out on the weekends, especially holiday weekends. And that's how I enjoy the lake because it's crazy out you there. You get too There's many. You get so too many yahoos traffic. on the weekend, especially the holiday weekends. Forget about oh, it. Oh my lord! And and they got. Uh, I mean, it's all the personal watercraft. Half of those people don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I understand they're out to have fun. I hope they do. But uh, I, I, I see them sometimes, and I know they don't know what. They're, but and then you got fools out there in cigarette boats. That are doing eighty knots. You can hear them from miles oh, away. And, the worst. and why are they on this lake? They, I mean, they should be in Miami Beach with those. Uh, thank you yeah, very much. Exactly. And, and, and here's uh, something so, that's even scarier to the to the WSB radio employees. Jared Yamamoto has a boat on Lake Lanier. Like that's scary enough. <laughs> Just ask him when he's going, and we should not go. Don't go on the. I'm very jealous that that guy's got a boat. He's like 22 years old. He's got a boat at well, Lake it's Lanier. A pontoon. It's not yeah, I don't care. I, I don't have anything. I don't have a boat at Lake Lanier. You're more responsible. Judd Hick- you know how rich Judd Hickenbotham's family is? He's got a lake house in a mountain. Like, what do you mean in a mountain? On a mountain. He's got a lake oh. house. There's a lake on a mountain, and he's got a house there. Nice. That's like old school him. money. Exactly. All right. We'll be right back. One segment to go of the Mark Arab Show. Big ups to Bonnie at Bambinelli's. Uh, they brought in an amazing spread of Italian food. One of my favorite Italian restaurants here in Atlanta. Uh, two locations, uh, three locations down. North Lake, Roswell, and Lilburn. Bambinelli'sPizza.com. Did you guys get enough food? Oh, yes. So good. It was so good. Deb Green even ate some food tonight. I know. Which was fantastic. Bonnie was very excited to meet you. Yeah. I, I've, I've been, Johnny Kilbasa took me there in 1998. And I've been a loyal customer ever since. I love that place. I sent him the pictures of the spread. He's so mad. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up, bro. <laughs> bro, I'm eating riblets, bro. <laughs> one riblet. Bruh. One riblet they brought me, bro. Uh, all right, real quick. Rapid fire. Ten seconds or less. Rick's in Lawrenceville. Rick, what do you have? 
Well, I grew up on Lake Lanier, and you got to respect the water. Got to respect Mother Nature, period, especially that voodoo water. John's in Duluth. John, real quick, what do you have? Hey, hey. Uh, Mark. Hey, John, what's up? Oh, no much, no much. I have a comment about this. Um, if people would be as careful swimming in Lake Lanier as they are careful doing things in the ocean, they wouldn't die, you know, because uh, they think of Lake Lanier as this little cute, tame little puppy. That's exactly right. It, you know, people are, are cautious in the ocean of riptides and currents and sharks. Lake Lanier, they go, oh, it's a lake. I'll be fine. And then they're, then they're dead. Chris is up next. Chris, real quick, what do you have? Yes, uh, all the mention of deliverance, but wasn't uh, the ending of Old Brother Where Art Thou, wasn't that a flooding of an area? Yes, exactly right. They flooded the cabin where the buried treasure was, allegedly. Okay. Good. Uh, Chris, you're in running for star of the show. That's right. Because we end the show with uh, a song from Old Brother Where Art Thou. Sarah, real quick, what do you have, Sarah? Hey, I'm calling about your furniture question. Yes. I have a husband who's actually a physician helping his son move into his new apartment in New York in the late 90s. They found a mattress on the street they carried up to sleep on until they could get around to buying one. A street mattress? A street mattress. I've never been that broke. Even my brokest college days, <laughs> yeah, I've never been dude. that I'd rather broke. sleep on the floor. I had a sleeping bag for three weeks. I did. Uh, let's do start the show, and I'll, I'll tell you my quick mattress story real quick. Uh, I'm taking it. Um, everyone else deserves it, but I'm taking it because I need the money. So my buddy's dad died, and he gave me his mattress. Die in the mattress? He died oh. on the bed. Really? Okay, yeah, the no, mattress. But I needed the mattress. I put it in my spare room. Oh, yeah. Like now in your spare room? No, no, no. Oh. This is you know 20 okay. years ago. I, but say, I, I'm I never needed the mattress for my spare room. So. Rest in peace, Mr. Edwards. Thank you for the mattress. Uh, On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.